Welcome back to another episode of the Bygone Society Show. If you've enjoyed listening to these episodes and think I deserve it as your host, follow the Society and leave a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen by scrolling down your show page, selecting a star rating, and tapping Write a Review. If you're already a fan and active member of the Society, consider sharing your favorite episode with friends and family who also appreciate taking a walk down history's quirky lane. None of this would be possible without your support. I'm so, so grateful that my kind of weird matches yours. Now, on with the show. The sea is a captivating and unpredictable force. It offers abundant resources, sustenance, and trade routes to countless civilizations throughout history, fostering prosperity, cultural exchange, and reprieve. But it also demands respect. The sea's duality serves as a reminder of nature's power and the delicate balance between human dependence on its bounty and the need to approach it with humility and reverence. The two stories I have to share with you today exemplify the age-old saying, The sea giveth, and the sea taketh away. I'm Kate Naglieri. Welcome to the Bygone Society Show. In the annals of New York City's history, there is a somber chapter that tells the tragic tale of the P.S. Slocum. This devastating event remains one of the deadliest maritime disasters in American history, casting a long shadow over the lives of countless families. On June 15, 1904, eight years before the sinking of the Titanic, St. Mark's Evangelical Lutheran Church, which primarily served German immigrants, chartered General Slocum for their 17th annual outing to Locust Grove, a picnic spot on Long Island. The triple-decker vessel set sail from the 3rd Street Pier in Lower Manhattan. It was adorned with patriotic banners and carried 1,358 passengers, most of them women and children, plus some crew. The trip was brimming with excitement and promise as it chugged north along the East River. But what began as a cheerful outing quickly descended into horror. As the band played and people danced on deck, it's said that shorebound onlookers tried to grab the attention of the unsuspecting passengers as smoke billowed from the portholes. Within a half hour of departing the pier, a fire broke out in the ship's forward compartment. No one knows how the fire exactly started, it was likely caused by a discarded cigarette or malfunctioning lamp, but whatever the reason, the fire rapidly spread due to the vessel's outdated safety measures and the flammable materials used in its construction. You also have to remember it's 1904, 
everyone aboard is dressed in their Sunday best, which would have been heavy dresses with short trains, bodices, and hats for women, and waistcoats, pants, and hats for men, all of which are not only flammable, but a sinking anchor in water. Plus, the crew's unpreparedness and inadequate safety protocols only exacerbated the situation. Instead of swiftly extinguishing the fire and directing passengers to safety, the crew failed to control the blaze and steered the ship towards North Brother Island. As the fire continued to rage, passengers were left with little chance of escape. Risking drowning by jumping overboard into the waters of the East River was the only choice they had to escape the floating inferno. But the life jackets available on board, which back then were made of cork, were actually rotten and absorbed the water, dragging people down into the river. The six lifeboats were also useless, having been stuck to the ship by a thick coat of paint. In 15 minutes, desperation and panic claimed the lives of 1,021 people, the majority women and children. The General Slocum disaster had a profound impact on New York City. It left entire communities devastated as families mourned the loss of loved ones and children were orphaned. The German-American community, which had been a vibrant and influential part of the city's social fabric, was deeply scarred. Surviving loved ones dealt with depression and suicide, while other residents moved away and tried to move on. Understandably, public outrage followed, demanding accountability for the gross negligence that had cost so many lives. Investigations and court trials revealed the ship's safety violations and the crew's lack of preparedness. The captain and several crew members were found guilty of criminal negligence, and the ship's owners faced significant lawsuits. The General Slocum's once proud legacy turned into a grim symbol of tragedy and incompetence. Additionally, the disaster brought about a wave of regulatory changes in maritime safety. Stricter regulations were put in place to ensure the safety of passengers on commercial vessels, and periodic inspections became the norm. More than a century has passed since that fateful day in 1904, but the General Slocum disaster remains etched in the collective memory of New Yorkers. The Slocum Memorial Fountain was erected in Tompkins Square Park to honor the victims, and their names are inscribed on plaques in various churches and cemeteries across the city. The loss of over a thousand lives shook New York City to its core and is believed by many to be the third worst disaster in New York City history after the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire of 1911 and the attack on September 11, 2001. Next, we'll explore a loosely defined area in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean, connecting Miami, Florida, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda. You guessed it, it's the Bermuda Triangle. Stick around after this brief break to learn about one of many puzzling mysteries surrounding this corner of the world. If you enjoy listening to stories of old, 
I'll wager you also like to look through old-timey photos of a bygone era. If so, you're in luck. Follow the Society on Instagram at The Bygone Society Show to see accompanying photos for each and every episode. Now, back to the show. The Bermuda Triangle continues to capture the world's attention with its eerie tales of disappearing ships, planes, and unexplained phenomena. This enigmatic region, also known as the Devil's Triangle, lies between Bermuda, Florida, and Puerto Rico, forming a triangle over the Atlantic Ocean. Some sources suggest an area of approximately 500,000 to 1.5 million square miles within this triangle. Among the most well-known and bewildering cases is Flight 19. On December 5, 1945, five torpedo bombers, collectively known as Flight 19, took off from the Naval Air Station in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The mission was a routine navigational training exercise over the Bahamas, and the flight was led by Lieutenant Charles Taylor, an experienced pilot with over 2,500 flying hours to his name. Flight 19's exercise was not an immediate catastrophe. Instead, it unfolded over a series of perplexing events. As the mission progressed, Lieutenant Taylor reported experiencing compass malfunctions and difficulty determining their location. To complicate matters, communication between Flight 19 and the ground became sporadic at best, making it difficult for rescue teams to pinpoint their exact location. But the most chilling aspect of Flight 19's disappearance lies in the radio transmissions received during the flight. Distressed and disoriented, Lieutenant Taylor's final radio communication revealed his confusion. Here's what he said. We are entering white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. The water is green. No. White. Despite desperate attempts to guide them to safety, Flight 19's radio transmissions eventually faded away, leaving Navy personnel on the ground shocked, and completely helpless. Following Flight 19's vanishing act, the U.S. Navy launched an extensive search and rescue operation. Tragically, one of the rescue planes also disappeared without a trace, deepening the mystery surrounding the Bermuda Triangle. Despite rational explanations, the Bermuda Triangle continues to be a hotbed for paranormal theories. Some attribute the incidents to extraterrestrial interference or supernatural forces. Others point to a possible time warp or parallel dimensions. More plausible explanations focus on navigational errors, severe weather conditions, and mechanical malfunctions. But the Bermuda Triangle, known for its unpredictable weather patterns and strong currents, has claimed numerous vessels and aircraft over the years due to these natural factors, and perhaps some supernatural. Many of these mysteries, including the mystery of Flight 19, remain unsolved to this day, leaving us with more questions than answers. In the wake of Oceangate's submersible implosion, these historical maritime-related tragedies 
serve as poignant reminders to prioritize safety when it comes to exploration. The sea holds many secrets, and while some may remain forever unsolved, it's the pursuit of knowledge and the spirit of adventure that keeps us returning to it. But just remember, the sea giveth, and the sea taketh away. <laughs>